Let us know the stories you want to hear. Rate and review Me Time and Murder on Apple Podcast and mention the British or Irish case you would like us to cover. Warning! Me Time and Murder is intended for mature audiences. Listener discretion is advised. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, here Dancing it goes. around him, reciting poetry. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Oh my god! That's crazy. No. Why? <laughs> oh well, big surprise. Oh god. <laughs> Dead on the bathroom floor. <gasps> Did it? It's okay. Oh. <laughs> Tres, what are you drinking? I am drinking a pucka peppermint and licorice tea. It's lovely and sweet. Sometimes I just fancy that. What are you drinking, Miriam? I am drinking uh, also a sweet tea, strawberry and raspberry. Well, oh, works yummy. as works. And what about your face? Um, I'm actually putting something on my hair today. I'm probably oh, going right, to pronounce yeah. this wrong, but it's mm-hmm. Umberto Gianni or Giannini. Never know oh. how to pronounce that. There's so many N's in yeah. that name. I'm, yes, I'm I, I know what, what, what brand you're talking about. You know I've the never... brand, yeah. I really love it. Oh, I love all their stuff. But anyway, this is a grow mask hair and scalp treatment with hemp, coconut mm-hmm. and shea. I really love their grow range in general. Like, I trust kind of all of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. What about you? How are you pampering yourself today, Miriam? I have got JM Solution Hyaluronic uh, Acid on my face, but not- but I've also got some coconut oil in my hair. Oh, going all yeah. out. Oh, yeah. Super greasy. and Yeah, it is. It is greasy. Yeah. Are, are you enjoying the coconut in your hair? It smells great. Because, like, I want to get that, you know, the Coco and Eve is, like, advertised, like, crazy on Instagram. Yes. And I'm like, is it not just coconut and conditioner mixed? Like, what is it? Very possibly. But also what I find even more astounding is the fact I was actually in Boots yesterday and mm. there was a brand. I'm not sure if it was like VO5. Like, look, VO5 are very cheap anyway, but they had this yeah. tiny little vial of coconut oil. and All they did was they wrote hot coconut oil treatment. So you have to heat it up anyway, right? Uh-huh. So it's literally just coconut oil. And then you add the heat right. and it's like, okay. oh my God, I'm not sure. Was it like seven quid, five quid? I don't know. But I actually had been in the Asian supermarket before I went into Boots and seen this product. And I had in my hand from the Asian store, like, oh my gosh, a bucket the size of my head of coconut oil that I had bought for five euro. And I'm looking at this little vial and I'm like, what is going on here? so bizarre like I know I work in marketing but like I hate marketing at the same time (laughs) so yeah to think that they can just like jack up the price like that just because they're a brand they're like a trusted because they're a brand and they're also they're they're taking advantage of people who don't understand you know that they hear the hot coconut oil like trend and they think oh that's like I need to buy that you know it's just it's it's uh it's a bit nasty it's just the coconut oil that is what you need not necessarily it has it. to be i don't even think they even change it really that much i very much doubt that they change it it looked like straight up coconut oil to me in a tiny little vial today we're going to talk about the fairy murder 
Oh, it sounds either super scary or super silly. Actually, one second, I'm just gonna plug my charger in. I thought it would last, but I didn't know I was gonna go on a big rant about. Oh God. Eyebrows and chickpea pasta. Such trivial stuff, like. <laughs> oh, damn it. Okay, okay. Ooh. Okay, so. I'm not a very fit person. I did one of those ABBA workouts, Mamma Mia uh-huh. workouts. Uh-huh. Oh my god, it killed me. Oh my god. I'm still aching from it. Okay. Like, yeah. so... Have we talked about Botox? Yes. Yeah, I definitely like really want some. Okay, right. So, fairy murders. I feel like we say every single time that we do an episode, we're like, I hadn't heard of this. I hadn't heard of this. That's crazy. We hadn't heard of it. Okay. okay. So I'm just going to say off the bat, you don't know it and I don't know it. So okay, let's go. Okay, okay. Bridget Boland married Michael Cleary in August 1887. Well, way back. In the way back okay. machine. She was 18 and he was 27. Fair but back then probably was nothing. Have you guessed where, where we are? Um, like Donegal or somewhere. No, well, no, I meant just like Ireland. Oh, right. Yeah. <laughs> well, sorry. Yes. Well, 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 fairies, definitely. I was in Ireland. Oh, yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Sorry. Well, I mean, other people might not jump to that conclusion, but for me, I, I, it just, yeah, I think it's synonymous yeah, with Ireland. Irish. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Michael Cleary, he worked as a cooper. Can't remember what that is, but who cares? Bridget Boland, she was a dressmaker. Nice. This was quite uncommon for the time. Uh, Bridget was described as an independent and professional woman. Love it. They never had children and she even owned her own chickens and sold their eggs. So random, but love it. She's like a modern woman. This is a really normal modern thing to do. Yeah, I, I was listening to other podcasts, although I didn't reference them, but some of them were saying, you know, she was very modern for an independent for the time that she definitely sounds like it yeah and she also owned her own sewing machine a singer sewing machine they are expensive yeah can you imagine back in the day it would have been super expensive do you remember mummy had one i do i actually really like the look of them so this was a big a big deal for the time because it was very expensive Mm -hmm. but you know she was a dressmaker and and um milliner hat maker oh yes after bridget's mother died Bridget and Michael moved in with her elderly father, Patrick Boland. On March 4th, Bridget went to sell eggs at the Dunn household. Like Dunn stores. Dunn stores, yeah. Mr. Dunn was 55, but had aged super bad. He had one leg shorter than the other, so walked with a limp. Oh my god. Oh, I shouldn't laugh at that. Oh my god. I'm a bad person. Well, Mr. Dunn was not there. She waited for a while... But then the weather turned and Bridget found herself waiting in the cold, heavy rain. So she decided to walk home. She left the Dunn house, a house that was built on a fairy fort. (gasps) No. Yeah. Did she know this, I wonder? I think everybody knows. Well, in Ireland, everybody knows what a fairy fort is. Tres, what's a fairy fort? Can you tell people? Oh, God. It's like a known place that that fairies live. My understanding is that there's usually a singular tree that you must not cut down. That's why in Ireland, when you're traveling, you might see like a random single tree in the middle of a field. 
you're thinking, why didn't the farmer just? I don't think that's a fort. I don't think that's a fort. I think that's just a fairy house. Fairy house. Oh, this is a fort with the ring, the ring of trees. Okay. Yeah, those are very well known as well. Yeah, the ring. I mean, that's like, yeah, you've got a fairy community there if you've got a ring. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, you do. You have the whole shebang going on. Fairy community. Why would you build? Okay. So they built their house on that. It's kind of like the Indian burial ground thing, people, if anyone knows about that, which I'm sure they do. Oh, I suppose so. I never thought of it that way. It's a similar thing. It's like, you just don't do it. A fairy fort is a circle of trees. You usually find them on top of a hill. So this circle or ring is actually like a veil around the fairies. Oh, protecting. Yeah, it's meant to separate us and protect them. And if you enter the fairy fort, the fairies will be angry. So it's like super bad luck to like break the fort to go into the circle. Okay. Fairies are similar or maybe the same as leprechauns because they were often called the little people. Oh. They're deaths different though. I think they're different as well. Same. So apparently they live very similar lives to the Irish people in that they play Gaelic, drink whiskey. (laughs) They are stereotypes, I suppose. Dear God. (laughs) They also love singing and dancing, but... They hate Christianity. And we're capable of shape-shifting. Shape-shifting. That's scary. What do they usually shape-shift into trails? Do you know? God. Can they get bigger? No, they usually shape-shift into animals. Okay. Do you know animal they usually shape-shift into? Like a rabbit or something? Yes! They usually shape-shift into rabbits or hares. Yeah. Try closing one eye. Me right now? No, what is that from? I'm quoting a movie. Um, Darby O'Gill? Yeah, you remember. Sean Connery looks into yes, the Yes, when he was trying to get other people to see them. And he's just like, try looking with one eye. <laughs> and he closes his eye and he looks in and it's just like this big rabbit in the sack. That's right. I mean, he was just a drunken man. <laughs> let's, <laughs> let's be real. His eyesight was probably awful. He's very old and very drunk. <laughs> We would have to watch that again. I think he was drinking potching right before that. What when we're showing him? Oh, drinking he was all, like, drunk a lot in that movie. movie. And that's a kids' movie. Oh yeah, and the little king, he's drinking as well. Everyone's drinking. It's a good old time. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Oh my god, it's for kids though. I know. It's a Disney movie. It's so not Disney. I remember they jump into the like the big cup of wine and everything. Oh, they love the drink. So fairies were able to cause disabilities. Physical oh. and mental disabilities were blamed on on an assumption that you had upset the fairies or had went into their fairy fort. Oh. When you went into the fairy fort, you would emerge as a fairy changeling. <gasps> I've heard of changelings. It was thought that Mr. Dunn had a limp because he lived in the house built on the fairy fort. Makes total sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's all adding up. Adding up, Mr. Dunn. Mr. Dunn, you're done. He was, he was done in by the fairies. <laughs> he sounds a bit of a mess. So to remedy this, if you have a fairy changeling child or you've been possessed by a fairy, you must go to the fairy doctor. Uh, obviously... Duh. Duh, Mr. Dunn. 
I had never really heard of a fairy doctor. Now I'd heard of the fairies. Same. But I'm just rolling with it. I'm just like, yeah, totally exists. But I was listening to this podcast. I think it was called Dark Histories. I was talking about what the fairy forts actually were. I think you can sort of guess what they were for. Because there are lots of them dotted all over Ireland. There's like thousands of them. And are these supposed to be just natural formations? No, they're not natural. Because they're always on a hill and they're always in a circle. Okay, so somebody planted this. Mm-hmm. And they planted it for a reason that was not for fairies. Mm-hmm. Like some but do you know type what, of like why? protection or like some type of like... Yeah look at this, this is a signal, so you know where we are or something like that? Or Yeah. So the ring of trees are all over Ireland where it's where, like, settlers used to live. And they're built in, like, 500 to 900 AD. So they're, like, super old. Okay. And the settlers would actually build fences between the trees. That makes sense. On a hill. So that they could see down to see, like, enemies. But it wasn't really enemies. It was more likely to be, like, wolves or shit like or animals or shit like that anything that's coming up yeah they would often as well dig trenches and ditches around the fort so when somebody or like a person or an animal was to come in they wouldn't see the trench and they'd fall into it yeah and they they would like die on like spears and sticks and stuff which i thought was like super cool i was just like oh look at that that's pretty awesome yeah it's clever over like a thousand years they, they all felt like, you know, people forgot what they were for and they all disintegrated. And so then this mythology just slowly started. Ah, that's interesting. Back to Bridget. So after getting caught in the rain, she, of course, felt severely ill. She was diagnosed by a doctor as having a fever and bronchitis. Ugh. Upon hearing this, Mr. Dunn left his fairy fort house to come see Bridget. So he got, like, guilt? He felt, yeah, he was like, Bridget was at my house and I was sick. I feel bad. Okay. Upon seeing her, he said, sure, that's not Bridget. That is a fairy changeling. Yeah. Look, her leg, one is shorter than the other, like <gasps> mine. Yeah. Oh my God. On the 13th of March, 1895, a Catholic priest administered the last rites as a precautionary measure, noticing that Bridget was in an, an agitated and excited state. Bridget's husband told the priest that he had not been giving Bridget the medicine prescribed by the doctor, as he didn't believe in it. Michael believed that it is the people that have the right remedy better than the doctors. Okay, Michael. Like, it was probably only, like, some type of aspirin and, like, a cough medicine. Oh, totally. Or it could have even been herbal. I don't even know what they would have had back then. But, like, feels like Michael's got a bit of an agenda here. Let's get rid of Bridget. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Or he's just super <laughs> suspicious, which like a lot of people were mm-hmm. back then. Yeah, it's quite an interesting time because it's like turn of the century. Mm-hmm. So it's sort of like a if you look at it already, we're only like a few paragraphs in and it's like a clusterfuck of opinions. So you've yeah. got like Irish mythology. Yeah. She's a fairy changeling, which is Ugh. like paganism, you know, and you must cast out the fairies and stuff like this. Then you yeah. have a Catholic priest coming and blessing her. Totally. There's a lot going on. Then you've got science, you've got medicine. And you've got a doctor with medicine. Who do you believe? Yeah. So Father Ryan was just like, oh, right, okay, you're not giving her medicine. That's weird. <laughs> so he gave, Bridget, <laughs> he gave Bridget some communion and left. Great. Over the next few days, friends and family visited Bridget, some bringing with them home remedies, when at some point a ritual took place that predicted 
Bridget would die. Oh, God. Just trying to get better here. Like, oh, my God. It's not going to help. This is when talk of the little people came up again. Bridget's father, Patrick, and her husband screamed at Bridget, accusing her of being a fairy changeling. <laughs> Could you imagine? You've got <laughs> pneumonia or something. Oh, my God. People are shouting at you. Yeah. This is the You're worst. You're a fairy. You're not Bridget. Oh, my God. She probably just looked different because she was sick. This is all Dunn's fault. So Mr. Dunn scolded Michael. You didn't visit the fairy doctor like I told you to. Oh, my God. So the next day, Michael did. Michael visited the fairy doctor, receiving herbs to finally rid the changeling. Nine people joined him at the Cleary household that night in support. Michael Cleary followed the fairy doctor's instructions. He boiled the herbs in fresh milk, feeding it to Bridget while saying, away she goes, away she goes. There's nothing more Irish than that. (laughs) It's so Irish. (laughs) Away she goes. It was almost like a shittier version, a shitty Irish version of um, an exorcism. It is. The other nine people chanted along with Michael and Bridget's father. They did this three times, forcing her to drink this milk with herbs in it. Oh singing, away she goes, away I she goes. I would be like, shut up, I'm trying to rest. Nothing seemed to be happening, so the group had to resort to the next step. Uh-oh. At Bridget's face, they threw a concoction of urine and chicken poo. Stop it, this mm-hmm. woman is sick mm-hmm. already. Um, apparently it's meant to be so foul and disgusting that it casts the fairies out yeah i get the logic but also this isn't saying so i don't get it (laughs) they again again shouted away she goes come home bridget in the name of god and opened the door to let the fairy leave (laughs) then an argument ensued between bridget and michael Bridget said, the only person who'd gone off with the fairies was your mother. (laughs) Wait a minute. This is going to sound really stupid. Uh But the phrase, away with the fairies, has so much more Uh meaning to me now. I know, me too. That's what it it literally means. Yeah. When somebody went crazy, they were... Away with the fairies. Yeah, I never questioned why we said that. Oh, you're away with the fairies. Well, if anyone doesn't know, that means you're crazy. You're away with the fairies. Yeah. So interesting. Okay. So Bridget says to Michael, the only person... Said your mother's away with the fairies, essentially. So she's cognizant enough to give a little bit of backlash. Yeah. Okay. Go, Bridget. She's not passed out. Like, she's not... Like the do- like the priest says, she's she totally wasn't conscious on. when she has this yes. shit thrown at her feet. Right, <laughs> oh, sucks so much. It oh sucks so much. It was only a fever and bronchitis. This is just all so unnecessary. So this enraged Michael. So Michael attempted to force feed his wife the herbal milk again. He threw her to the floor in front of the kitchen fireplace, threatening what? her with a burning piece of wood, threatening to shove it down her throat, screaming. Are you Bridget Boland? Are you Bridget Boland? Oh dear God. So he thought she was speaking like that to him because she was possessed. Yes, because that's the only reason a woman would ever give out to a man. <laughs> this is when Bridget's nightie caught on fire. No! Michael then threw lamp oil on <gasps> Bridget no, 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 and no, no, she no, no, ignited. No, 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 no. Yeah. 
this just escalated like yeah. super so fast. fast. Yeah. And there are other people in the room. Yes. The other people in the room tried to like help out or whatever, but oh. Michael kept them away oh. from her burning I body. I told you Michael wanted to kill her. Insisting that she was not his wife, but a changeling. And oh. once the changeling is dead, he will get his wife back from the fairies. Oh. So they like let her burn. Oh. Over the next few days, rumors spread through the rest of the town that Bridget was missing. So the local police began a search and gathered witness statements. When police interviewed Michael, he claimed his wife was taken by the fairies and he was awaiting her return. I really question Michael whether is he playing coy, is he just, you know, mm-hmm. is this just a really like great excuse or does he genuinely believe? Because if he does, it's really sad if he genuinely believes this. He might, re- you know, I don't know. He might. I don't know if mummy believes in fairies or not. I thought you might bring that up. It can be so... <laughs> It can be so, like, deep-rooted in someone from, like, childhood yeah. and just, yeah, you know, you're brought up and it's just, like, there's some things that you just don't question. Uh-huh. It can be, I don't want to say brainwashing, but it can just be so ingrained in someone that it it's, can be hard. And it goes back so many years. I don't, I don't know. I can't, I can't equate it to anything. It's like Santa Claus. Yeah. You know, like, you really, truly believe it in your heart, but... You have the mind of a child, so that's yes. a special thing, you know? That yes. Your imagination as a child is already so much opened up. But an adult holding on to that? But the thing is, is that, like, I... You know the whole thing with the road being... They spent a lot of money on that motorway because they didn't want to disturb the Hawthorne tree. When was this? It was quite a few years ago, maybe, like, 10 or 15. Okay. But they were, like, building the motorway, and they were like, you can't dig up that tree, so that's a fairy tree. Yeah. Part of me is just like, I don't mind keeping that. Like, is it a tradition? I don't mind keeping those things alive. It's very Irish. Well, it, it's a cultural... Mythology. It's kind of like a legacy thing of... Um, yeah. But also, I mean, if you think about tourists come to see it, and, you know, mm-hmm. if we start chopping away stuff like that, that's chopping away our history. But it doesn't mean that we need to believe that it's true. It's kind of just respecting the history. Like, it, I think nothing would happen if it was chopped up, you know. But it, it's just kind of a little bit of respect. Michael Ferry and Dunn had been waiting at the ferry fort for his wife to return on a white horse. Okay. Once she appeared, if they were successful to cut the reins of the horse, they would get Bridget back. Specific. So a few days later, on March 16th, the day before St. Patrick's Day, Bridget Cleary's burnt corpse was found in a shallow grave. Oh. The coroner's verdict was that she actually burned to death. Yeah. Like, what does that even involve? I don't know. You that's know, all like, that... I've always wondered, not always, it's not like I think about this all the time, but I just wonder, like, does it get to the point of, like, your organs burning? Like, do you feel that? Or, like, at what point do you die? I don't know how you burn to death. Is it like go to your organs or do you have a heart attack or does it attack your lungs and you can't breathe? That's it. Like at what point? What is the point? Or is it like the pain is so much that you die? That's it. Do you know what? Your pain might be so much that you almost like, hopefully you just kind of knock out. Yeah. You you know, you just kind of pass out. I would hope. I don't know. Who knows? Oh God, it's the worst. Anyway. So the trial began on... July 3rd 
all nine were charged with wounding Bridget. Fair enough. While the jury charged five of the defendants with murder, including Bridget's husband, Michael, and her father, Patrick. Okay. As part of the trial, the jury viewed Bridget's body. Ooh. The jury were convinced of the horrible suffering Bridget had endured prior to her death. She had been burnt on one side from her head to her legs. Ugh. She was buried at 10 p.m. the next day next to her mother and no one attended her funeral. What? I think it was sort of like they still had it in their head that that's she was going her. to come back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's the change and that's not yeah. her. Yeah. So it's creepy. Like, this should be a movie. It is similar to that hole in the bog one, by the way. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. It's like this is basically the woman is like, this is not my son. This is not my son. Like, she just knows it's not him. So Bridget's father, Patrick Boland, was sentenced to six months in prison. And her husband, Michael Cleary, was found guilty of manslaughter and sentenced to 20 years of prison. He served 15 years. Upon his release, he moved to Liverpool and then two months later moved to Canada and has never been heard of again. What? Crazy. I was thinking how crazy would it be if he turned out to be Iron Mike? (laughs) That would be crazy. I tell you what, the experience like he had that would turn you to drink right if you realize what you'd actually done because i mean like if he because the timelines would have added up like prohibition in the like the 1920s iron mike was like 60 yeah so if he he, like it would have been enough time for him like he left canada and moved to new york where he was a firefighter and just like oh i was like oh my firefighter his wife died firefighter oh my god oh my god oh Oh, conspiracies. Definitely him. And his name is Michael. And oh his name God. is Michael. Oh, my God. Yes. And he's an alcoholic and it's like, oh. drove oh. him to drink. Yeah. And he was homeless. He didn't have any family. Love it. Because, like, they didn't have any kids. Mm-hmm. <gasps> <laughs> this is, like, describes so many other people's scenario, but Okay. <laughs> Like the majority of Irish people that emigrated is like huge, but we're like, this is the same man. Is there anybody who doesn't know a Mike like in Ireland? How many Irish Michaels? (laughs) Oh gosh. I really, I would just like him to be Iron Mike because I don't like people going off and not knowing what happened to them. That annoys me. Like, what did he do? Do you know? Uh Did he redeem himself? Did he not? Like. Anyway, well, I suppose he served his time in prison, but like still. I think he really did. He was convinced that she was yeah. changeling. I think, it does you sound know, like it. As with everything in Ireland, politics got involved. Okay. Especially the very hot topic and political movement of home rule. I remember this in school. Oh, you're just taking me back. Bridget Cleary's death and trial were regarded as being politically significant at the time particularly to the debate over the Irish people's ability to govern themselves. Worries were expressed about the credulity and superstition of rural Catholics. In fact, the coroner who examined Bridget's corpse claimed that even amongst Hottentots, one would not expect to hear of such occurrences. 
Mm. So I didn't know what a Hottentot was, so I Googled I it. I was just going to ask you, and I was like, <laughs> like will she know? I, like, yeah. who knows? But I hope this isn't offensive to anybody listening, but I'm pretty sure nobody uses this word anymore. Okay. It is a derogatory word for Black South Africans, particularly uh, pertaining to the tribes and languages that speak with the with the cliques. Okay. Oh, that's what the hot and trot. Yeah. Hot and tots. Okay. Never heard that term. No, I've never heard. I don't think they use anymore. So I would be very surprised if somebody was offended. But I'm quoting. So I'm quoting. But somebody. like, let's just say it's not good because I'm not good. Yeah, Racist, but also also not nice to Irish people. No, to any kind of indigenous people. To yeah. like, I mean, they did that to the Irish that were just oh my god, like we're animalistic and we're like mm. yeah, like we are indigenous. Not that I agree now. with like burning your wife. <laughs> In later years, Bridget Clear's death was described as the last witch burned in Ireland. So at some point it got misconstrued that she was a witch. Yeah. Though, yeah. So Bridget was never actually described as a witch because witches were supposed to have been working with the devil, but changelings mm-hmm. have nothing to do with the devil. In 2006, it was speculated that Michael Cleary may have had a psychotic break and developed cutgrass syndrome. Or it is known as imposter syndrome, which is an irrational belief that someone they know or recognized has been replaced by an imposter. This is a real thing that happens to people. He could have had that. And then so because he was looking after her, she was sick. And then his father, like her father was also like quite elderly as well. And he was like super stressed out and just like, no, just snapped. Um, yeah he could have had a psychotic break like yeah uh, yeah he and then it's possible that he convinced superstitious people around him that she wasn't Bridget yeah like it sort of like was a perfect storm yeah she had been to Mr Dunn's place and and Mr Dunn obviously was very superstitious and believed in fairies in pop culture there is a nursery rhyme about the story there are also two songs, two books, and three plays. No way. About Bridget specifically. Yes. It's so much more famous than I knew. Okay. And it has been covered by quite a few podcasts. And that is it. Wow. So sad. So sad. I feel like he should not have got out of prison. Like, that's so I think that, like, evil to throw the because oil. Because... He was so convinced they knew it wasn't. I knew he was. I know he was convinced, but I feel like does that not make him like mentally unstable almost? That if he's susceptible to believing such nonsense, and I know it's rooted in legacy and their Mm -hmm. culture and everything, but it's just a bit like if he believes it so wholeheartedly, what's going to stop him from doing it to someone else in the future? If he Mm -hmm. went that far before. Do you know, like, mm-hmm. I feel like we need to protect people from his superstitions. I don't know. But I guess in Canada, there weren't fairy forts. So maybe people over there would <laughs> Like, you know. He, he ran away from the fairies. I guess. And maybe he was yeah. totally normal over there. Like, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe he was Iron Mike and he turned to the drink. Maybe he was Iron maybe. Mike. Yeah, no, it definitely, like, it's just mad Very that it was believed by so many people. And, like, still, people people do still believe in fairies in Ireland. Not, not it's not that common, but Well, Mummy still hasn't said, I've asked Mummy, and I'm like, do you believe in fairies? She's like, 
I know she won't like just what? like outright say no. She won't say like, yes, I do believe. She giggles and she hides and then she's like, yes. <laughs> will, you, will you say yes or no seriously? And she's like, oh, you're ridiculous. And it's like, what? But you haven't answered my question. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Trez, I'm aware of the fairies, so see ya. <laughs> well, I knew that. <laughs> okay, slan while you guys. Bye. Me Time and Murder would like to thank and acknowledge our sources that make this podcast possible. References can be found on our Instagram page.